Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. failure, but aiming too low, that's life's greatest tragedy. But again, it begs the question, how do you know? How do you even know what to aim for? What do we, I mean, that is one of those constant, what forms your expectations of your life? What is too much? What is too little? What forms it? Who do you model your life after? Because if you don't know that, then how do you even know where the target is? Today's message encourages us to continue to run the race that God has set before us. We can run it confidently and victoriously if we are aiming towards God's goal. But how do we know what God's goal is? Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth have excellent biblical answers for that question and more in today's message. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part one of today's message entitled, Running Victoriously. While we were in Guatemala, we stayed the final two weeks that we were in Guatemala for three weeks total. The first week we stayed with a, a family. In the last two weeks, we stayed at the Pottersfield Ministry Center, which is an incredible campus. Calvary Chapel Antigua and the Bible College share the campus with Pottersfield. And the, the Pottersfield Ministry, it's a one-year discipleship program. The, the discipleship school, the Ignite School leader, his name is Austin, and every time he opened his mouth while we were there to encourage particularly the interns who were finishing up their time there, he was reminding them, we've only got a couple of weeks left. You need to finish stronger than you began. It's, you know, you can see the finish line now. It's tempting to get complacent. It's tempting to let up. Don't do that. You'll be tempted to to fall back into old patterns if you don't finish strong. And Elizabeth and I have been back a week now. And of course, you know, as as soon as you you come in from a trip like that, the demands rise up. And and I'll be honest, they they came over me kind of like a tidal wave. The um, I'm grateful for the team back here who, you know, held everything in place and took care of things. And so that it, uh, it, you know, it wasn't all waiting when I landed. But to be quite honest, some days life demands more than I want it to, you know, and, and I think most of you can probably identify with that. While I was in Antigua, I had the privilege of, of only working inside my strengths. And I guess what I mean by that is doing the things that I really enjoy, you know, the uh, 
most of the responsibilities of a senior pastor have nothing to do with ministry and everything to do with logistics and administration. I've dealt with more accountants and attorneys as a pastor than I ever did as a business owner prior to starting a church because these days it's more complicated to start and pastor a church than it is to start and lead like just a regular business out in the business world. But teaching and mentoring young adults, you know, I feel like it's just, it's what I was designed to do. It's what I love most. It's what I enjoy most. It's where I feel most fruitful, you know, most used by God. And now my question is, what is that for you? Elizabeth, you know, she worded it like this to me at one point. She said, what's your sweet spot in ministry? What is it that really gets you excited? The thing that you enjoy most, you know, about our work? Well, what is that one thing for you? And how do you react to all the things that pile up and and feel like they're about to choke you? You know, like what I mentioned a minute ago, the accountants, the lawyers, the taxes, the traffic, the things that break down. I know some of you guys are dealing with or have dealt with severe sickness and life crisis kind of situations. Well, I think the Lord is reminding us that we still have a race to run and not just to finish you know, crawling across the finish line, exasperated, worn out, but to finish it victoriously. That's the focus, to finish our race triumphantly with a shout. I remember my pastor many, many years ago talking about this, and and he quoted Pastor Chuck, but he, he talked about the fact that it really doesn't matter how high you can jump. What matters is how straight you can walk. And all the excitement, all the enthusiasm in the world is worthless if it burns out before it gets to the finish line. And the thing that's important is that we finish strong. He didn't finish strong. He fell spectacularly. It was awful. He didn't finish well for all, you know, the talking about it. He didn't finish well. I want to finish well. And I've realized that sometimes running the race can be messy. Running the race, it's not all smooth and sweet and, you know, clear sailing. Got a hurricane blowing through. I've been through now four, I think. I'm tired. That's all she's heard from me for the past year and a half. I'm tired. I just want it to be over. Many of you are tired. The question is, what do we do then? That's why we're here. I mean, that is why we're here, because it seems to be the most common denominator that we have. And I don't think it's accidental. It has to do with where we are in the kingdom calendar, among so many other things. So Erica, the other day, she posted on Facebook a quote that exactly sums up what I knew God was brewing in us. Like, these messages, we're sort of pregnant with them before we get to this. And the quote was this. It says, the tragedy of life is not found in failure, but complacency. Not in you doing too much, but in doing too little. Not in you living above your means, but below your capacity. It's not failure, but aiming too low, that's life's greatest tragedy. But again, it begs the question, how do you know? 
How do you even know what to aim for? What do we, I mean, that is one of those constant, what forms your expectations of your life? What is too much, what is too little? What forms it? Who do you model your life after? Because if you don't know that, then how do you even know where the target is to aim that? And we've talked a lot about, I think, that the more clear we are on who and what forms our expectations, the more we can sift through and decide if that's what we actually want to form it for us. Like, if you wanted to be a great runner, which I can't even imagine why anybody would, but if you do, if that's what you like to do, then you don't think, like, I want to... I find the guy who did not make it to regionals, and that's who I want to pattern my life after. You're finding the Olympic winner, and that's who you're like, what did it take for this person to get to this place? You're always finding the one who, who soared the highest in whatever you aim for. So when we were looking at it, we were looking at, well, who, who would that be in the Christian race if we talk about running our race triumphantly? And without comparison, Without Jesus, except for Jesus himself, it would probably be Paul. Paul who started as Saul. Because he came with so much baggage into the Christian life. He had been a persecutor of Christians and one who actively sought to kill Christians. But once he got saved, once, he, once Jesus confronted him, he suffered, I think, more hardship than anyone has had documented in the Bible. Throughout centuries, Christians have lived lives similar to him. But in the Bible, he's probably the one, I think, who suffered the most. So in 2 Corinthians 11, it documents what he went through and still finished triumphantly. It says, from the Jews, which those were his own people, he had been a leader among them. It would be like the same people where you had once, or maybe still are, a leader among them. And all of a sudden, from these guys, I received five times 40 stripes minus one. That as much as you can take without being killed. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, what Robert and I, I think, identify the most with is my deep concern for all the churches. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.